0: Hello, and welcome
1: back to the Ollie Podcast, Season Two, Episode Two. Things are big nah that's too American but that's awful I know, I know sorry sorry no, I'm, keep it rolling keep it rolling yes guys thank you so much for joining us again if you're new to the show welcome and if uh, you've listened before again welcome um, bit of housekeeping before we get into the show we're still in the middle of a restock campaign so um, all of our jumpers have been heavily restocked so they're probably our most popular uh, product and if you want to get on I would definitely advise getting on really really soon to get those because they will sell out fast we make everything here in the UK so it takes it's a wee bit longer to get everything restocked again, so get it now while we have it, and even better, if you want to use a wee juicy discount code, because you're listening to the Ollie Podcast, we can give you one. It is O-L-Y Podcast, all capitals, one word. So, what's the discount? 10%, but you don't tell people, Well, I just have. <laughs> <out>. um, <laughs> yes, and as I've just been interrupted by my beautiful, beautiful podcast host, um, Mike. Mike, how are you? Very well, uh, yeah. Yeah. All good, mate. Good week. Good week. How's your week been? Yeah, I was going to ask. Unreal.
0: Um, I've had a lot of time off this week, so Ooh, no why co- so? No complaints. Just, I don't know, just the way the road worked, I guess. One week rolling into another. Um, Yeah, so living the
1: dream, bro. Good, mate. And, like, why did you have so much time? Did you ask for it off? No, just just the way it was scheduled. Mate, that's, you know what, that's nice and, like, just serendipitous, like, you can just roll in and you can be like, oh, it's a good word on it. That's a okay, um, good word. I'd love that, mate.
0: Yeah, no, it's nice, it's, uh, it's a nice wee surprise when you open your road and you see more than two days at a time, so, yeah. Feels like a holiday as opposed to a weekend. Yeah, and
1: have you done anything? What have you done in your time off? Um uh, made so many little <laughs> I see you things. built a box. <laughs> that <laughs> is the most, the most yeah. my-counted thing I've ever seen. It's not just a box, though. What is it? What is it for? It's going to be for planting vegetables. Is it? Oh, yeah. Oh, you've got to be like a wee urban planter. In urban an effort
0: room. to go green. Nice. Yeah. What are you going to plant on it? Uh, some spuds, some, some carrots, spuds, bro. Some kale. Uh, why the fuck? What's wrong with
1: Oh, bro, Ugh, like you couldn't pay me to eat kale. Vegan life. I went through this gym bro phase and tried to eat kale, and literally, even no matter how I had it, like I used to <laughs> blend it with like all the sweet fruit and all, still couldn't eat it. Like Ach, no. It tastes like ass. We put a
0: we put a chili oil mate on there, and that's you rocking and rolling with your eggs in the morning. Do Love you pan it. fry it or anything? Oh, you have to. Like you can't just eat it raw. Well, that's where I was going wrong. You're just picking it up and eating it raw.
1: Bro, fucking it's a veg plant thing, like oh, it's a leaf. I'm
0: off it, mate.
1: I eat, I eat so and spinach and all i each We're gonna
0: on. we're gonna kinda change the flow of the podcast from now on and it's gonna be an educational lesson for Lewis every
1: week. Mate, I think
0: there was an educational <laughs> lesson last week as well. Yeah, it was good last week. Last week was good. If you haven't checked it out, get right on that. Um anything else new with you? Uh, not an awful
1: lot. No, I think just same old, same old, yeah. Um you? uh same old stressy week mate business gets on top of you sometimes um trainings kind of went to the wayside but you get weeks like that like got a big big run in on on monday and done a wee session on tuesday took yesterday off just took myself off at like three or four o'clock and went for a big walk nice and got a tribal burger in belfast oh so good mate so good which is 10 miles within my house (laughs) <laughs> Not really, but sure. Which which house <laughs> exactly? Yes, so you gotta be snazzy with it. Man. Yeah, mate. yeah. I went to Tribal Burger mate, got a beef and a bird burger. Like unreal, love that. That oh, was delicious.
0: Sounds good, mate. Um, well, um, I guess following on from last week, and um, we started our whole weekly win thing. Yes, um, daily
1: victories, daily bro. victories, weekly wins, same thing. They all add up yeah, they? yeah. I guess, I guess, I guess. How did your How did your daily victory end last week then?
0: Uh, good. So mine, um, if you weren't kind of listening to last week's podcast, was all about spending more time outside, yeah. Um, just yeah, breathing in that good fresh air. Um, so yeah, no, did loads of that last week, and actually I've done even more this week because I've been off. Um, planning continuing that. So yeah, all good with
1: that. Like nice man, nice And uh, mine was sleeping, um, uh, <clears throat> right up until. Blah, 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 blah. I actually slept really well, even all throughout the weekend and stuff, which was really really refreshing. Unreal. Um. Normally, I'm out and about and doing things and kind of maybe disrupts us things, but like, yeah, took a lie on Saturday, just made sure I got me eight hours every day. And yeah, I man, I'm definitely feeling a lot more recharged this week. I mean, it's kind of mm-hmm. not went to the west side, I've changed my daily victory for this week, and we'll get to that. But um, it was so interesting to see that when it isn't my primary focus, how fast you know, not making a priority, sorry, uh, seeing how fast it kind of can get pushed to the Slips. west side again. Yeah. So, um, something to recognize, you know what I mean? Mm. So good yeah i guess that's probably a good place to start is what my my we'll start with me this week because you went first last week all right i'll go first (laughs) um so for me it was it was focus like it's very very simple and actually i I hate to admit this but i was on instagram and um i hate looking at anything business related on instagram because it's pure clickbait it's just like you know sensationalized (laughs) bullshit and like i'm a big believer that there's really little to no value on instagram from a learning perspective anymore Unless you follow certain people, but it's all like Instagram's just a marketing tool for people right. to get your attention rather than actually deliver value. But in saying that, um, there was this wee cheeky video that's obviously been taking a snippet off um YouTube and it was one of, the, um, and it was like a some kind of study on Bill Gates and Warren Buffett and all these high high functioning or high level operators and it was like what they were asked on separate occasions, which made it even cooler. Um, what is this like the differentiating factor between a really good operator and, like, a great operator, and it was focus. And obviously, I'm not on their level and will never be, but (laughs) I kind of just took that on board for this week because I'd really felt like I was slipping, seriously slipping for Mm -hmm. the last few weeks because as you get more on your plate and as you get busier and busier and busier, it's easier to, like, you know, you think you're being productive because you've got all these plates spinning, but really... You know, yeah. it's like you're not making progress, <clears throat> huge progress on any one thing. But, um, so that that's kind of was my tone for the week, was just to focus on what I could. And whenever I made it the, uh, the kind of the priority, it was really interesting to see like how crap I am at focusing. <laughs> like literally. It is one of
0: those things though, like when you do, when you've got so much more like that you're taking on business-wise and whatever else, like you end up, as you say, spinning more plates, but doing everything
1: so much less efficiently and yeah. effectively. Yeah, um, yeah, big time. And it's actually plays into something I read a book last year. I don't. I think I maybe spoke to you about this called essentialism.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And it's by a guy called Greg McCone And at the time, it was the book. Couldn't have came to me at a better time. And it's kind of like what we're talking about now, and very related to you know focus and being essential, or very similar, if not the same, just a different word. But um, you know, it's about why would you have eight things in your life and do them at 30% when you could have three or two and do them at 85, 90? And it's something like I've always struggled with because I like doing different projects, you know, I've so many different areas in my life, like whether it be hobbies and interests and business and then my training or whatever. Um, so it's always hard to like get real progress in any of those areas. Mm. But with the, the emphasis on, well, within business for me, there's a lot of important tasks that need to be done right now. And so this week, that's all I really cared about. Um, yeah. But it was really interesting to see, like, where my focus and where my attention is whenever I really make it a priority. Like, now I wrote down, like, about my screen time and just within the screen time, the amount of time I've spent on social media. And it's ironic that social media opened my eyes to the fact, or not, <laughs> or, you know, gave me the idea for focus. But, yeah. you know, whenever I went on to my screen time, like, my screen time's up at, like, five and a half hours some weeks, which is ridiculous, or some days. Yeah. So, like, whenever you add it up at the end of the week, I'm nearly on my phone for a full 24-hour yeah. period. It's mad, that not it? it? Mate, it makes it's, me sick. Yeah. That screen
0: time up, but when it came out, was, like, it was the big thing. But, yeah, when you pay attention to it, it can't be
1: scary, like. Mate. So, and, you know, I like to think that I'm a productive person. I'm proactive. And then when, really, you get the data to say <clears> that you're not, it's kind of, like stings away wee bit <laughs> but like you know the truth will hurt and that if you know what i mean and like it's definitely showed me that i need to be really really aware mm-hmm. so like i know i'm going to carry it forward the next week as well because like my screen time's down and stuff but i've also realized within making it a folk or within making it a priority i'm realizing right there's some elements that i can't get away from being on my phone whether it be whatsapp for communication or checking our social platforms or you know, I have a lot of apps that I use in business and stuff on my phone. So there's some stuff that you just can't get away from. Right. But um, you know, I've set uh, app blocks and stuff on mm. on my phone this week. You know, I've set like a thirty minute um screen time app lock on Instagram, for example. One on Twitter as well. What are you smiling for? It's just mad, like, cause I know how fast like thirty minutes goes when you're on Instagram. <laughs> I have hit I have hit extend by fifteen minutes so many yeah. times this week. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and like, I you know, when whenever you're aware of it. You're like, holy shit, I am really. Yeah. And, you know, I don't want to use the addicted word, but, like, it's become such a normal part of life now that it just kind of slipped in and wriggled its way in. Yeah. And now it's like a, like you're spending nearly 25% of your day looking at your phone more. It's mad when you say it like that, isn't it? Yeah. You That's put scary. it into perspective. Yeah. It's scary. Yeah. You know, and I like to think I like to get out and do all these things, and but when it really comes down to it, are you like? Yeah. And I know we're in the middle of a lockdown there's little to be out at times but like still it's yeah. worrying me like so i think the primary uh, lesson i took away from it was that it's made me really aware of yeah you know i don't like how much i'm on it and i don't like how much it's taken from my focus you know if i just didn't look at my phone until 12 o'clock really there would be no issues you know if someone needs me if someone from ollie or someone needs me sweet they'll just ring and i'll answer but like setting my phone to the other side of the room, that's what I've done three days this week and it really worked. Like it does really work. Yeah. Just because it's like not in your eye line or even I'm not even joking, setting it behind my laptop, you know, so I can't see it. Uh game changer. Yeah, well you're just you're removing that temptation to, to just lift it and have a quick yeah. and like there's a really cool metric that it gathers is like your pickups as well, how many times you pick your phone up a day. Yeah. I'm not even gonna s Ah, that's for another day, mate. Bro. makes me nervous thinking about it like but but yeah i think yeah like i said the big lesson is it's really made me aware of where my attention and energy and focus is going and yeah i need to fix it like Mm. if i want to really try and be the most productive proactive person i can be yeah especially when times of whenever you're going through times of where you need high output you need to be focused you need to get your work done like it's better to be aware of it and that you can change it than be ignorant to it you know what i mean that's true yeah but um enough for me, mate. We <laughs> briefly spoke about yours and I don't like we can't really there's no one word or way to contextualize it. So I think maybe what do we say about using maybe an example to kind of bring you in? Tell a story. Yeah, tell a story. Yeah. Well so I read I think this sort of the week basically.
0: Um and it kind of said something along the lines of life isn't about what you look at, but it's actually what you see. hmm So for me it was a case of oh, I like, by the way. How many how many times? I know I didn't write that. Um, How many times do you, like, come across a situation that you've maybe come across before and straight away you've already put a label on it or you've decided how you're responding to it as opposed to taking that situation as a whole new thing dealing with, like, well, for me, it's, it's, it's people in work, for example, right? So I take a phone call, situation comes up where the person has X problem and I've dealt with it, like, five times already in that day. And instead of being like, okay, this is a new person, person fresh, um fresh problem because it's like new to them i've already like judged that person
1: prerequisite kind of preconceived idea of that yeah yeah. yeah.
0: so so for me it was a case of like all right every time come across a situation take it as the first and deal with it as though i've never dealt with it before yeah because like as i say like one person coming to me with a problem is. That's their problem That's their own problem As such mm. Right So I've got to resolve For that one person They don't know I've already dealt with it Three other times With three other people Yeah So yeah I think it was just a case of like Taking a step back And not judging Not judging too quickly And Was there something that happened <clears throat> That made you think like this Or brought no, the made just, you aware of this just when I read that At the start of the week It was like Oh yeah Like Human beings are just Wired that way to, like, like
1: muscle memory Of problem solving Right You know Right And like resting on what has worked in the past and 80% of the time, you know, two problems, like the nature of two problems can be the same. Yeah. But how you achieve the solution generally isn't the same. Yeah. Any two times. Yeah. And it's like, actually it's something that when I, you know what I relate to is customer service really relate to customer service. And this is like, whenever we were talking to Graham and he moved into that role, you know, just the nature of how he gets from A to B. He likes to have things categorised and, you know, if someone says this, what do I say to them? But, like, one thing that kept emerging was that no two problems are the same. Yeah. You know, yes, two orders might not have arrived or, no, you know, two people might not have got their order within a week, but how you solve their problem, totally different. Like, one could be an Irish order or one could be a UK order and within that, the, the shipping systems could be skewed <laughs> or we could be in the middle of a, a pandemic and lead times be, um, yeah. like that, you know, it's so true because of the variables behind them or behind the actual problem. You have to kind of yeah treat it as a separate one every single and, time.
0: Yeah, and equally just bearing in mind that those two people aren't going to respond the exact same way when you give them yeah, that response. Another variable some, Yeah. Yeah. Like, some people will just be like, all right, sweet, that's no problem, that's cool. And other people, that's created a new problem for them. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, it's just being adaptable and yeah, just not putting that like
1: strict system on how we deal with and I think as well, it makes you a far better communicator, it makes you a better problem solver, it makes you a better people person in doing that. Are mm. you a leader within your role? Not, no, not really, no. So, like, I'm just trying to, like, think of examples where, like, this would be relative for you right now, if you know what I mean. Like, there's so much more you can learn. What I'm saying is that by taking each individual as a unique thing, or each individual situation as a unique thing, like, you will just be better at solving that problem. Mm. And also you'll learn, you know, oh, that person's communication traits, uh, the variabilities of the problem that you're trying to solve, how you're going to generally get from A to B, what the fastest way from A to B is, you know, you'll learn the nature of that problem. Yeah. And it'll be far, far easier to yeah. solve it in the future. Do you know what I mean? True, yeah. Which I guess is, like, is good feedback for anyone listening. Yeah. <laughs> Here, See. side note, Jack, can we put that heater on? It's and freezing. <laughs> Do you reckon it'll pick up on the mics? I had it on at the start, like, we'll figure it out. Sorry guys, just had to do that. It is cool. <laughs> and if you've heard something on oh, the background, I just put a a fan a fan heater on. Like, yeah. but but no mate, interesting. It's not as straightforward as a, as as your one last week of just getting outside.
0: No, it's yeah, but it is. It's one of those things that's just like constant, constantly work something to constantly
1: work at, Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's so interesting. And you took that from your passion planner. Yes, bro, mate. We're gonna have to get an affiliate link for this passion planner. I <laughs> know. That's. Two podcasts in a row we've talked about it. I know. <laughs> Go to the link at the bottom. You get us <laughs> ten percent of the bottom. sale. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's um, interesting. Yeah. Where did you get that passion
0: planner? Um, literally I came across it years ago. Um, it's just online. They just have a website. Um but yeah, I came across it a load of years ago. This college student in America had kind of become burnt out on what she was doing, um, day to day and just needed a better way to kind of like structure her life. Um, yeah, and came up with this passion planner to
1: I guess, break things down into more manageable manageable chunks, if you like. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, like, I'm relating to that heavily. Like, see, what, as soon as you learn how to manage yourself properly, like, it changes your life. Yeah. It literally does. Yeah. I read a really good book, and started to go off on a tangent here for anyone listening, but maybe it could be a wee bit of value, but <laughs> um, a really good book called Getting Things Done. Yeah. By, uh, why can I never remember anyone? It's by Dean Summon, or I can't mind. Getting things done, and he went and he's like worked with like businesses like Apple and all these different things, and isn't he loud? It um, and he works with all these massive companies, and like just by people <laughs> being more organised, he like increased the output of like a full management team by like forty five percent. Yeah, that's amazing. Right now, from I know from a business perspective, if you what's it called, what's his name? I can't see a car. David Allen. David Allen. I was close, David Allen. David Allen Ding, getting things David. done. Dean <laughs> James, but um, you know, from a, a productivity standpoint, like if you were to increase the productivity of your team by forty or forty-five percent without getting a new person on board or a new um, you know, just by squeezing out every percentage you could from your team, yeah, think about how like how cheap that is to increase your output. It's so cost-effective, and like it's the exact same. It's the exact same in your life. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Just from being organised and increasing your output by like 20 or 30 or 40%. Yeah. You'll get 20 or 30 or 40% done more in a year just working that way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's massive actually when you break it down like that. I mean, that was, that was how I, I was like, holy shit, I need to do this. Yeah. Like I need like an example or like a real life, um, like, yeah, I suppose <laughs> an exa- a real life example to actually understand the value of doing something, it's always the way I've had it. Yeah, you couldn't tell me, do this, and it'll see if you X amount of money. I was like, uh, you need to see it modeled almost. Yeah, yeah, and like it has changed my life. Like, That's like amazing. I, I was very, very unproductive right up until two, three years ago, and then got a diary. Then learned how to manage the diary. And mate, it now it's class. Like, and it also stopped me from getting burnout out as often. Yeah, yeah. I Mate, mean, that's another podcast episode. <laughs> I will go there. Yeah.
0: Um. So, uh. Yeah. For those who kind of are maybe new, um, listening to the Ollie podcast and stuff, and maybe haven't come across, um, I guess the Ollie brand and stuff until recently. Um. I guess it would be a cool thing to maybe just give a little bit of the story, um, of Ollie. Yeah. Um. So. I guess I'm gonna sit back and listen a little bit, and and hopefully you can kind of. I mean, I've been around for a long time, so I kind of know yeah. the ins and outs. But for for anyone who who doesn't, um, tell us a little bit about it. Like, when did it start? Why did it start?
1: What's it all about? Yeah, good question. Not not pre-scripted. No one is joking. Oh, it's just pre-scripted. But. <laughs> but um, yeah, mate, good question. Yeah, we're getting a lot of new followers, so I think it's good to like address this again. So, um, yeah, when did it start? Flip. Twenty, the brand came about. I think I incentivized the brand in like twenty fifteen, but didn't launch to twenty sixteen, but kept twenty fifteen on the logo to make it look like we'd been around for longer. For longer, <laughs> yeah, savvy. I like that. Um, yeah, <laughs> we officially launched the website twenty first of July twenty sixteen, and I never, I never forget that day. And I remember getting the first website order, and it was a guy in my uni class, and um. That's probably a good place to start, actually.
0: Mates are the best,
1: like aren't they? Man, Rona McGeary, if he's watching or listening, I love, love you, bro. You. I will never forget you <laughs> and your support. Um, But no, yeah, started in university, actually. I, at the time, had tried a few projects. I'm very entrepreneurial by nature. I've done, like, we kind of are very similar in that way, and that we try just different pro- projects. And um, I think I tried three or four businesses before Ollie, and they'd all kind of beautifully failed. And... <laughs> by the time I'd got to Ollie, I'd kind of learnt enough about the space that we were going into to um to kind of get it up off the ground. Um the idea really came from actually remember the class I was in. We were sitting in a in a class i d I'm a health physiologist by trade. Like that's what I'd done my degree in and that's what I originally thought I was going to do as a career. And um we're sitting in one of our classes and our on our uni lecture, turned around and said that Sedentary lifestyle, chronic disease, metabolic disease um, equates to about 70% of the NHS bill. And <laughs> yeah. well, wow. Right. And for anybody who kind of knows or doesn't know, like all of like sedentary lifestyle, chronic disease, metabolic disease is all preventable through a healthy lifestyle. You know, right. exercising or doing activity regularly and eating a balanced diet. And we're not talking about training for fucking marathons or doing Ironmans. We're talking about 20 minutes of walking a day. Yeah. five days a week or three days a week or four days a week or whatever it is and so i was like holy shit why is nobody doing something about this and obviously big a 20 year old i was like i'm going to change the world <laughs> and so i had done what everybody does and start to clothing brand and the idea was pretty much to make a brand that it was cool to be a part of this kind of mini revolution of people that were into training and exercise, and like we we were pretty much setting out to empower people to want to have that in their life and to want that to be a part of their life, if you know what I mean. Right. And and so that's kind of where like the hashtag on the back came from. If anybody's seen you walking down the street and seeing that hashtag, to be able to go in onto um, Instagram or or wherever and find it, and then the actual brand came about the brand name itself. Um, it's really straightforward as well. It was the first name came into my head. <laughs> Literally. You know, I was I my sport before, um not that I'm a crossfitter now, like, but my sport before focusing on CrossFit as my training method was rugby. Yeah. And um I was always training like I was training just as much as playing. Um and all the guys that were in the rugby team would like in the gym that we were training up there's an upstairs and a downstairs and uh, downstairs was all the free weights and there are all down doing like bays and tries and chest bra and um, I was like right dudes I'm way up to do ollie lifting because there was an olympic lifting platform upstairs I just loved it and the more I said I just couldn't be fucked saying the word olympic so I was like I'm way up to ollie lift and whenever I was coming up with a brand name it just rolled off the tongue really really easily and like you could put anything after ollie like ollie education ollie podcast ollie clothing and it works Yeah. so it was literally the first thing and then I was in, I was on holidays that year and seeing this, this logo on a hat, and I was like, I'd love to copy that and put my own twist on it. And literally, like, I still got a photo of that hat that I see. I just picked it up, took a photo of it, and set it back down again and didn't think much of it. And then I just kind of mimicked that and, like, went and made a few logos on Microsoft Word. Yeah. Literally Microsoft Word. <coughs> and, like, the logo that you see today, the Ollie Circle and the Ollie Rectangle, are just vectorized renders of a Microsoft Word logo. <laughs> that's class yeah like you know the OLY is Arial you know the font Arial uh, yeah. the clothing is Times New Roman no the clothing is Bell MT in italic and the EST 2015 is Times New Roman and then the barbells were different shaped rectangles and the circle was just a circle with no fill and that's it
0: that is mad
1: yeah and the rectangles the exact same exact so, same fonts so basically if you're starting a business tomorrow
0: don't be paying a graphic designer hundreds of pounds, get yourself on Microsoft Word,
1: play about with some shapes and logos and make that happen. Exactly. But like, you know, people overcomplicate it. Like when really that's it. But so like, you know, we started putting this brand together and like what we wanted to do and what we wanted to be. And clothing really was like the, it's got the one of the lowest, lowest barrier to entry business models about, you know, I think, I think literally where I got the working cap, I started Ollie with 400 quid and, I think I was running nights in a running an event in a nightclub <laughs> before it, and like it got my profits from it, paid off my car insurance, and four hundred quid left. And I just put that, you know, went and bought t shirts and got like the first sample line done. And literally, that's how all started, you know, from a business perspective. And yep. then, um, I remember we the actual real push over the line was my good friend Steve McQuillan, CrossFit Castrum owner, He was running a competition called the Revolution. And he's like, here, Lewis. I was helping him do the event, and he's like, we need T-shirts for this event. I was like, bro, I know a guy. I know a guy. I got <laughs> you covered. And and literally, that was the first event we done. Recovered all costs from a business perspective, and that, and then the brand was literally born. Yeah, and it's kind of like, now it's changed. It's changed considerably over the years. Like the original idea was that we were just going to specialize in like training and training apparel and like for Olympic lifting, powerlifters and CrossFitters. Yep. And that's kind of changed just with the changing of market spaces and stuff. But, like, we chose CrossFit um, to really launch into because it was very aligned to what we wanted to do and be recognised for. Like, the brand was uh, – the mission statement of the brand originally was to spread the message of health, fitness and wellness. um, And that was through whatever channels we could, was just to yep. make people aware that if you get out and you do X amount of, of – minutes of activity and you eat relatively well, your life will change, you know, your quality of life will change. You'll be able to do better things for your grandkids and all these things and and CrossFit was very, very aligned with that. Yeah. You know, and plus it was the market space that I knew well because I was doing the sport at the time as my S and C for rugby and um pretty soon after that I got a a crappy injury and had to leave and then CrossFit became my, my full time thing and, and so there was just more time and energy. Um, to go into ollie from that that's amazing that's so cool and kind of i suppose like as you say like
0: the the business kind of evolves and changes a little bit yeah um, yeah and in terms of obviously you were saying there about like um it was all about like training wear and stuff like that so if someone's listening today and they have no idea like what you sell like how's it changed what's it changed to like
1: yeah so good question i think like Two things really have changed. We've introduced a big lifestyle element to the branding. Um, you know, we soon realised that, like, you don't need, like, you don't need to just get healthy in a gym. Yep. You know, it's just as big for someone to go walking up a mountain or go for a big walk with a dog around a forest park or onto a beach or even around the roads, listening yep. to a podcast, whatever it may be. So, like, we wanted to add that lifestyle element to it. And with that, you you got to make clothes that align with that, if you know what I mean. Yep. So. You know, we introduced our, you know, line of jumpers and, and we've done hoodies in the past and jackets and trousers and things that just allow people to actually wear your garment outside and not in a gym. Yeah. Um. But we also changed the, the mission in a sense of we took not necessarily a step back, but we realized like we want people to succeed and there's more to succeeding than just being healthy. Mm. You know, you got to have like there's no point having the best boat if you don't have a captain that's going to steer the ship. And, like, it's just a simple analogy, but, you know, you've got to have a strong mind as well as a strong body. and studio. like So we wanted to, like, encompass that as well. And so that's why we changed it to, like, supporting people in their victories because a victory for someone could be not only getting out mm. three days a week in a walk, but also being the best parent you could be or being the most um, productive person you could be, you know. So we wanted to bring in an element of personal self-development with we you know, tipples of philosophy as well because... It helps people be productive and proactive and literally, you know, be the best captain for their boat.
0: Yeah, and so that's kind of where, like, the whole Monday mantra thing and yeah, all comes in. Yeah, yeah, And the
1: podcast as well, I guess. Exactly. The podcast is really to deliver that element of things and really bring wee nuggets of wisdom that, um, you know, in a in a, a simple format. Like, you go and, like, I've read plenty of books and, and you have too. And, like, fuck, man, you could get, you know, three months into a book and you're, like, brain dead. But just because it's exhausting to sit and read some of them, yeah. you know. So, like, if we can, like, make it simple, like, you know, sh- cut everything down, take, like, the actual essence of what they're trying to say and put it in a 20-minute, 30-minute um podcast or, like, a simple two-minute email.
0: Yeah. That's a dream. Yeah. You
1: know what I mean? It's unreal. Just sticking it into someone's pocket every day or every Monday or listening to this show every Tuesday. Like, it could yeah. be the difference between someone being introduced to something um, and them not, you know. And that was kinda like we touched on it last week is in the years and years and years of trials and tribulations that we both went through, we wanna be able to share them. Yeah. Because if people can learn, like I know I've made fuckloads of mistakes, <laughs> right? And if people can learn even one of them, well then that's that's a win. Yeah, that's a win. Huge yeah. win. Yeah. So yeah, it's kinda changed over the years. I mean, the business models change, the missions change, but like we're still the same core people you know at the heart of the business and like we just want to do more good than bad obviously like we want to try and make the world a better place and whether that be with the content that we put out or with the product that we make you know that's our goal and that's yep. our aim you know yeah. so like yeah it's it's all it's all ahead of us really yeah so we're looking ahead looking ahead man. what is in store for ollie that's a big question i guess um i mean it, we set these big grandiose plans and they do always change, but I mean, you gotta have the plan in the first place, you yeah. know, to have some kind of direction. Um, I think really, putting it to the core is making sure that we are supporting people in their victories. Like, you know, talking the talk, but also walking that walk. So, putting out content like this, um, you know, getting the Monday mantra out, um, making good products that, you know, not a shitty jumper that's gonna fall apart. Like, you know, trying to just back up what we're doing at the core of it and then obviously like we business elements to it like trying to i know for example after covid um passes and lockdown lifts like we want to be one of the first brands to really bring back competition season and bring back uh a really good positive energy into the crossfit community within competitions and get people back into things and like we want to run competitions we want to do a lot of different things and just make it fun and exciting to express your fitness and your health again yeah um like i don't really know i, I can't see too far at the moment just because of the nature of markets and on the yeah, world the current climate <laughs> yeah it's hard man like this the last year was the hardest ever we had an incredible event calendar set up like i think in the nine mm-hmm. nine major comps across the uk and ireland and we were um well i don't really care about we were headline partnerships partners sorry to six of them yeah and i had worked for a year and a half to set to line that up to get
0: that, yeah.
1: and so not only from a commercial perspective would that have been amazing but also to deliver on what we had said we were going to do with our new mission statement it would have you know been unbelievable so like things change and things happen but and well and so that's kind of why i'm just hell-bent on delivering the the kind of the core mission now because Like say we can't control anything outside of what we can control in this business. Yeah, you know.
0: Yeah, funny. It's something when when I'm kind of coaching people and stuff, and if they're say they're competing in rugby or whatever, like whatever their sport is, I would always say like you control your controllables. You like you don't know what opposition you're going to come up against. You don't know like you know so many things. But if you can control all those variables that are like within your space, yeah, you know you've done the best that you can do and the result beyond
1: that is yeah big time big time mate and it's something that I would always like I talk to people all the time about it like and you can't and you if you're like I'm a bit of a control freak uh, with some things but I'm very lax with others and like over time you realize that like it's healthy to can like to have a really good relationship with what you can control and be anal about it but like You'll know, like, from having done your own projects and stuff. There's just some stuff like, you know, if if that shopping centre hadn't been enclosed, you could still be running your, your coffee shop. True. And you can't control that. And you just gotta handle the situation for what it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So but yeah, it's been an exciting journey. I mean, we've near lost the business. Like on one occasion we've near <laughs> um completely went bankrupt more times than I care to know. <laughs> we've nearly been stranded in another country. Like there's just some really fun things that have happened, yeah. well, it wasn't they weren't fun at the time, <laughs> but it's all character building and doing that like yeah i I love that saying character building, but I
0: actually think situations like that are character revealing
1: oh, I like that,
0: get that, we plot twist, yeah,
1: that is very true, you take that, yeah, I do I mean one thing <laughs> like as as you say that like. You know, I said there that we near loss of I think it was it late twenty eighteen. We got this real frivol frivolous. Like someone tried to sue us. Remember it well? Do you? Yeah. Like yeah. bullshit. Like complete <laughs> bullshit. So like, in like no matter what the project, you. Uh, do will I give context? <laughs> I don't know. It's a good story. Yeah. Like you know, and I'm pretty sure the people doing it are going to be listening. Like we've got a couple of minutes. Like yeah. um... <laughs> Yeah, so, like, late 2018, someone pretty much tried to sue us for us taking their name, and their name was nothing related to ours, and, and like, every idea we've had in this business is completely original, like, there's no point in us trying to mimic someone, there's just no need to, and um, for literally nine months in 2018, we thought we were going to lose Ollie any day, Yeah, and, like, that was the hardest thing in showing up every day, you know, because it was my life, and it still is. And to think that you could lose it at any moment. And to still give everything to growing it. Because if you had stopped, especially in startups, it's so important. Like, if you had just stopped the momentum there and then. Because you're, oh, I don't know what's going to happen. You're you're fucked. You're You're done. done. And, like, so see to have that constantly in the back of your mind all the time. And yet show up and give it stacks every single day. Like you say, it's character revealing and it so is yeah like it kind of shows you what you're made of and now like a lot of stressful things happen like we're a tiny business and i get that like but stressful things still happen and like a lot of the time you can really brush it off because you've went through that you know what i mean yeah and it's only in going through them that you can kind of get that thick skin
0: yeah
1: so true yeah i think that's a good what are we at 37 something like that yeah yeah Yeah, yeah
0: I think uh, yeah, I think you've kind of summed everything up very well. So um, yeah, that was that was good. And we're well. We'll see what the next one has in store. Anyway,
1: I know still gotta kind of figure out that. But <laughs> yeah, I've really enjoyed these. Um, I think season two's been off to a real good bang. I think people are getting a good flavor of what we're trying to do here. Um, but with that, do you have any any closing statements, Mike?
0: lunch time now
1: yeah you're right I'm keen. I'm keen for a bit of lunch um, but no listen thank you so much for tuning in again guys we really really do appreciate it and remember you can go on get your Ollie podcast discount only listeners can avail of that so um, what is it Mike have you been listening
0: it is Ollie podcast
1: O-L-Y all capitals one word get on it yeah boy yes again thank you so much <laughs> Um, tune in same time again next week we'll have a show up for you on Tuesday Um LP and Mikey Hamo out? Roof! Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> that was good.